and welcome. We are so pleased to, to welcome all of you here and all of you who are listening to the inaugural broadcast of Two Sides to the Story, a podcast here uh, launched on, in Exploration Commons and with two wonderful uh, hosts who are going to talk to us all about books and today I think about their story and how that they've, they've come here today. So we want to welcome Ted Zaleski, of course, and Lori uh, Hairstetter. 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 I, I knew as soon as I started that was not going to come out right. Um, and we're glad that they're sharing their evening with us. Uh, we have a few other honored guests this evening. We have some, some members of our board, members, former members of our board, uh, Richard and Karen Soyson, who are here with us. And so welcome. Uh, we want to welcome Lynn Wheeler, our director, uh, emeritus, and, and just like complete force of nature here for the library. Um, Roberta Windham is here from the county, so welcome, Roberta. Uh, Kathleen Burnett, who is the library media specialist, the head of library media specialist for the school. We love giving a shout out to our other librarians. Um, and our friend Debbie Scheller from Likely Story Bookstore as well. And we want to say a special thank you to the Community Media Center, Richard Turner, and all of your staff uh, for making this possible so that we can do this live. So without much further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Richard. Great. Thanks, Andrea. I just wanted to take a quick second because I couldn't think of a better day to have this particular event. Today is National Community Media Day. And across the country, community media centers like the CMC or the Community Media Center of Carroll County, our full name, uh, are celebrating the fact that uh, we have a long history of serving community, making community media or media accessible so that our, we ensure that there are local voices and there's an opportunity for anyone to have access to a very powerful medium as you understand it. We have expanded out beyond cable, where you can find us on channels 1086, as well as on basic cable, if you have Comcast. But we're not only on cable, which is our primary funding mechanism as a nonprofit. Um, we are also on, uh, on the internet streaming. And so tonight, we are also streaming live. So it's really great uh, to have not only the premier podcast, but to also recognize Community Media Day across the country. So now I will turn it over to Ted and Lori. All right, we have a lot we want to share with you tonight, but I promise to have you out by 10 o'clock. <laughs> He's not kidding. <laughs> Hope you had dinner. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, got friends in the room. We're meeting new people. Uh, really, really nice. You know, a couple months ago, this was not even an idea. The podcast was an idea, yes. but doing this live kickoff episode was not part of, of the, the picture. Um, we are going to have some guests joining us remotely in just a few minutes. We'll talk about that more in just a second. And I can see already our script is not going to work, but we'll, we'll make our way through. Um, there are little slips of paper that you were given. There's a, a, a bag over there. If you drop it in there, we're going to be giving away some books. And these are special books. We're not just giving away books. We're giving away books that mean something to both of us, mm -hmm. and we're going to share them with you. This started two years ago, three years ago, I don't know. Uh, I've been doing book interviews, author interviews, and that all started some, some years ago. Uh, Lynn Wheeler was mentioned a little, little bit ago. I was at some author interview. I don't even remember who it was now. But I, I talked to Lynn afterwards and I said, you know, Lynn, if, if there was ever a chance for me to do one of these interviews, I'd like to do that. And this isn't literally true, but it wasn't too far off. Like three days later, I'm on a stage in front of 250 people <laughs> interviewing uh, Daniel Silva. And it's, it just it went on from there. I've done more than 30 interviews now. And I started thinking, well, maybe I can do something on my own. Maybe I can do a, a podcast. And I shared my ideas with, with Lori. And then Lori had ideas. And I think this is a place we're going to have to get a little bit off script. Lori's going to come back to what happened when she started having ideas. But I want, I want to set up our guests that are going to be coming, coming in. Um, the last interview I did before COVID, last live interview I did, uh, was with Matthew Swanson and Robbie Bear. They're a husband and wife. He writes, she draws. And they do kids' books. The book I, I did was called um, The Real McCoys, about a girl named, an elementary school girl named Moxie, who um, thinks of herself as a fantastic detective. 
And there's actually two more books now that follow, follow that. But uh, they're kind of a wild couple, and they are now traveling the country for a year in a converted school bus. The two of them, with four children and a dog, there is no bathroom on this bus, and they're stopping in every state in the country, going to an elementary school to give away books. They're giving away 150,000 books as they're going around the country. Uh, kind of a, a side link for us on this is we, we want to involve ourselves in the podcast in promoting literacy, literacy, particularly childhood literacy, so this really appealed to us, but we kind of already, already knew them. So they're going to be joining us. They're supposed to be calling in on Zoom. Oh, they're here. Look. Oh, they are here. <laughs> Hi, welcome. Oh, Hello. Wait, but are we too soon? <laughs> we just, we saw your names and we decided to join, but we can come back in seven minutes if that works <laughs> No, no, no. Nope. We'll have you now. This Perfect is, this is good. We were just talking about you. We were telling you uh, about Moxie and about your trip. And uh, so now since, since you're here, maybe you can tell us uh, where you are, how it's been going and uh, whatever else has been interesting to you. And we, we think, and we've got a bunch of stuff we're trying to do today, so we think we have about 10 minutes that we're going to okay. do to you guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my timer on right now, because we have a way of getting <laughs> long-winded and we'll start talking about that. That'll be the problem, yeah. not you. Don't, don't feel bad about giving us the hook if need be. So my name is Matthew Swanson. I am, among other things, a children's book author. And my name is Robbie Bear. I am... Solely a children's book author. <laughs> not true. No, that's not, not true. true. I do a lot of things. Robbie is also a commercial salmon fisherwoman, <laughs> and, and that will and that will become relevant when we tell you a little bit more about our trip. We are currently on what we are calling the busload of books tour, which is a 50 state tour that will last from the beginning of the 2023 school year through the end of of May this year. Um, our goal is to visit Title One elementary schools in all 50 states. Title One is a federal designation that suggest that a certain number of students in the school, certain percentage of the student population is receiving free and reduced lunch, which means that it is a pretty good index of schools that need extra support, where classrooms might be larger than they should be, where there might not be enough special ed support, where teachers are stretched and not just um, taking care of students' educational needs, but uh, helping students who come to school hungry, who come to school without adequate clothing in the winter, who are dealing with trauma, um, a lot of other problems at home. So it's um, it's a way for us to support and draw attention to the challenges facing public schools. Yes. Robbie, Robbie, do you, yes. Robbie gave me a nudge. What I would you concur. like to say? What would you like to say? I just didn't know what all everybody has all heard already. Well, so if this is news I, or if this is old news, then I didn't need to repeat the old news. That's all. Well, in addition to visiting the schools, uh, we are giving presentations on creativity and collaboration. We are giving away 25,000 hardcover books by Robbie and me. We create picture books for kids and, and illustrated novels for kids. And we're, we're cooperating or partnering with uh, First Book, which is a national nonprofit in Washington that spent the past 30 years providing low-cost elementary or books to elementary school students uh, from Title I schools. Um, and we're also partnering with the Build-A-Bear Foundation to give away another 125,000 free books by other authors through the first book marketplace, which is how they provide books to their members online. So those, those are the, the big sort of core pieces of what we're up to in terms of the project. There's also a research uh, component yes, of this. Yes, we're also collaborating with the Washington College Department of Education to um, help facilitate the collecting of data for a study a research study that they're doing about sort of the impact of author illustrator visits. I'm sorry that I'm sort of distracted and absent. We are living in a bus at the moment. I don't know if you guys that's, got that information. That's true. We're but I just had to kick out all my children and the dog because oh. the dog was racing back and forth because there was somebody skulking around looking at the bus. There's very little uh, what you would call peace and quiet <laughs> order or normalcy about our lives right now. We are living in a 23-foot Thomas school bus that's been converted into a tiny home by our friend Brian. It has a kitchen, it has seating, it has beds for Robbie and me, and then on the roof is a 6-by-10-foot pop-up platform where all of the children uh, spend the night. So that is the, uh, the, the, the vehicle in which we are right now. We are in Custer State Park, to answer your question, in the Black Hills of South Dakota. And uh, I think that's enough for an introduction. What what can we tell you or your listeners? We don't know exactly where 
you, uh, you've already told them about our, 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 our journey. So what, what else can we tell you? Hey, one thing, Robbie, I wanted to tell you, uh, a childhood friend of yours, uh, Shelly Herman, is oh. also a friend of mine and another yeah. person in this room. I was actually hoping that she was going to be here tonight, but she disappointed me. Oh. Well, that's hilarious. She was in my brother's class all the way through school. We went to school together to, to Title I schools. There you go. So yeah. there you go. So what's, what's it been like um, making these stops at one elementary school? And, and how many states have you been through? We've been through 17 states and we visited 15 schools. We've had a couple of states we've just passed through that we'll be returning to later in the tour to visit the schools. We, we were trying to, Robbie made this very uh, thoughtful itinerary <laughs> in which we're trying to move with pleasant weather and avoid the worst part of winter. So we've been through New England states and then sort of across from there through the upper Midwest. And, uh, and now we are going to start heading east again so yes, we, can... we had some 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 rather chilly days in North Dakota that uh, I, I went down into the 20s. So we actually had to get a, a motel and drain all of our water for for a couple of days. Oh, we so forgot to we refill forgot the water. To refill we were going to do that today. I think yeah. we still must do that. Yeah. Um, it, to, to answer your question, for me, it's been incredible. I, my, one of my favorite things about what we've done over the years as children's book creators is going into schools in sharing our work with new communities. We love making the books, but the books for us are really a platform for connecting with kids and teachers, talking about creativity, and trying to encourage others to, 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 to make creativity part of their own lives. So we get to do this a couple of times a week. We get to go, that's, uh, that, it's time to talk to that's Ted. That's what that alarm said. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so good, we're, we're doing great. Um, uh, we, we, we get to do this a couple times a week and uh, you know, we are not famous by any stretch of the imagination. We are not, you know, household names in the authoring world. But for these kids, for one day, we are a famous We're author. We're superstars. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Um, and it's great. It's really interesting to see all of the different types of schools we've been into. We've been into urban schools that are very big. We've been into rural schools that are very small. Uh, and across the board, the kids are just awesome. The teachers are working so hard. Like we've just had such a fabulous experience meeting all the different people. Um, I don't know, it's just been awesome. There's no, like, there's really very little to, every time we start driving, we're like, oh man, those guys were, like every school we leave, we're like, those guys were the best. Yeah, the great but, frustration yeah. has been, we keep discovering communities where we would really like to set down roots and spend some time. Mm -hmm. And we have to leave almost instantly because we're trying to cover so much ground, so. We're, we're researching places we'd like to return to in the future. And I, anyway, I won't speak for Robbie. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to stop doing this. <laughs> I love a life of creating and traveling and connecting with new people and taking my kids on an adventure. Like I really- We are only a month and a half in. I, so I'm, I'm like, that sounds great, Matthew, calm down. We'll no. see where we are in a year. No, I mean, all the things that are hard for me as a human being, I'm not a good sleeper. I don't like crowded spaces. I don't like too many people up in my business. For some reason, this trip has turned all of that on its head and I'm really enjoying things that have always been really challenging for me. And I think because it's so deeply rewarding. So do you so. think that writing more books is also in your future? Oh gosh, I miss I miss Maybe writing. What about this I'm, trip, even? Um, I'm I'm journaling every night just so I don't forget the experiences we're having, so that I could return to it later and write. Robbie and I were both talking yesterday about we basically have not stopped creating uh, new creative work since 2006. We've just been doing it nonstop, and we love it. And the well is not dry, but I think we're both weary of full-time creating, mm -hmm. and we're both feeling that this is going to be a really helpful. Uh, battery recharge for us. So I'm, I'm starting to feel little tingles of wanting to write again, but I'm, I'm glad that we have this um, this forced pause uh, exercising those muscles while we, we do, do a lot of observing and learning and listening, which we don't always have as much time for during our regular lives. You know, I was talking to somebody just today, I think about Matthew and, and Robbie, and I said, um, you know, sometimes people look at their life and say, this isn't really what I want, but they just go on with it. Uh, this is a couple who said, we want something different and didn't stop to say why they can't do it or why it wouldn't work. They just went and, and did it and it all happened. And they, uh, I'm afraid they I'm incredibly stubborn. It's true. <laughs> and, 
And that is part of what has gotten us where we are. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> I was only gonna have two children, Ted. That was a hard and fast rule. And Robbie stubbornly willed our family of four into existence. And I'm really glad she did. Well, we're um, thrilled about what you're doing. We can't wait thank to you. hear more. Um, we're hoping in upcoming episodes, we can check back in with you. Um, I saw some great. interest from the audience and some questions, which I know we don't have time for right now. So we'll try to funnel that. Um, we're going to direct everyone to your website um, from Thank ours. You. And awesome. whether you're interested in donations or you just want to ask them a question about their journey, uh, there will definitely be an opportunity for that. Fantastic. Yeah, in the meantime, people feel free to follow along. We are telling stories every day of our travels through videos and live streams and photos. And the more the merrier in terms of experiencing this adventure with us and helping to spread the word about, um, about our mission. So thank you both for giving us the opportunity to, to talk to some new folks. And, and Probably the best place to follow us would be on Instagram, which yeah. is okay. Robbie.Ann.Matthew. But don't put an E after Robbie's no, name. or you will a get a you know, Canadian a, wedding band. They look like super nice guys, <laughs> but they they're do not. not it's not they're you. not interested in talking about our books. No, Robbie <laughs> with no E.Ann.Matthew, and we, yeah. will, uh, we will hopefully amuse you uh, from time to time. <laughs> All right. If you Google busload of books, busload of books, bus yes, load of you books. can find yeah. us there too. Yep. And we'll have all their information on our show notes. So if you're looking at that on your podcast platforms, you'll be able to see how to contact them and through our website as well. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Wonderful to talk Bye. to you tonight. Okay. Take Bye -bye. care. Bye. Bye. Now they actually they live in Chestertown, Maryland. In Maryland. Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole other story. <laughs> Not for tonight. So back to back us. To, back to us. <laughs> uh, I shared my ideas with Lori. Yes. So I'll try to keep this short and sweet, but it's not. It's a rather long story. Um, we are coworkers, and at some point along the way, we started talking about what we like, and books is one of them. And so when Ted started talking to me about the podcast, this wasn't news to me. I knew that he liked books. I knew that he liked reading. Uh, I knew that he did author interviews. Um, in fact, I had dialed into one or two myself to listen to. Um, and this was probably during COVID because I think they were all remote. So I'm sure the library and Ted were both getting comfortable with, let's do this in a virtual way. So what he said to me was, you know, I'm doing this thing. What do you think? And I said, well, I think it's awesome. Go for it. And he said, well, if you have ideas, because for those who know me, I tend to have ideas. Um, please share them with me. I'd like to hear what you think. You know, besides author interviews, what, what else could I do? So I think it was about three pages of ideas. And I was like, well, so here it is. This is my brain dump. One, five, or 30 of these. Help yourself, whatever you want. And he said, I like them all. <laughs> I, I did. And I did. I, I said it and I meant it. I like them all. And that started changing the, the idea, started evolving. But even that wasn't a nice, neat process. We didn't go from here to here. No. We went from here to here to here to here to here and all, all over the place trying to say, okay, well, what is it we're trying to do? Even naming it two sides to the story. Right. Uh, I don't know how many names we went through, but we went Quite a few. through a lot of, of names and then kind of thought, well, maybe maybe we like this one. And there's a lot of things that our minds come together very neatly on, but there are other things that we come at differently. Right. And there, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I'm realizing we're still on the first slide, and I don't think we talked about moving the slides. Oh. Are we doing that? Are you yeah, guys? I'm supposed to be telling him. Oh, okay. <laughs> go to. I, I, I've totally failed in my. <laughs> we would like to go ahead to slides and to get to the point with, uh, yeah, so how it wasn't a straight line. There were lots of discussions. And in that, you know, three pages of ideas, what we found is some of those you can do on a podcast, and a lot of them you can't. So the idea of a website came up as. You know, this might be a way for us to do a couple of things. Include the things that we can include on a podcast. Help promote the podcast. And thirdly, we really wanted audience participation. 
And we still don't know how we're going to have audience participation in an episode with the two of us in a studio. We have a lot to figure out with technology. We had a lot to figure out to get this website up. And so it became our answer is let's build a website. And that was another interesting journey. You know, what started out as just a place to hold the podcast turned into something very different. We've already posted a number of, of things there, mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying the stuff I'm writing and, and putting on there. And we actually have a little bit of inventory already set aside because we didn't want to put it all out there before we had people actually Looking. going to see what, what was there. But that's going to be, um, I think, an important part for us too. And like Lori said, there's some things that will work in a podcast. Mm -hmm. There's some things that are going to be better, you know, writing and posting them online where people can look at them and comment on them. And we, we actually have, we, we got our, a couple days ago, we got our first comment from somebody. We were very exciting. You know, <laughs> she, uh, she liked what we had to say and yeah. added some stuff of her own. She did. So one of the sections on the website, if you haven't taken a look yet, is about quotes and dedications. And so her name is Heather Patula. I'm, I'm probably saying that wrong. And I was hoping she would be here tonight. She's in the audience or not? Okay. Well, Heather, thank you so much for being our first contributor uh, to the website. And she gave us her favorite quote, and she gave us her favorite dedication. So um, again, that's why we added a website as, as part of this, is we are two sides to the story, which we will talk a little bit more about that. But the other side is everyone else. Um, and I think it's a lot more fun. It's going to be a great online community for book lovers if we all contribute. And we don't want it to just be our information out there. We want it to be yours as well. So if you look at the next slide, we, um, this is a little bit of our journey. Um, we are sitting trying to pick the website template. And then that's us in the uh, podcast booth for the first time at CMC doing our, our trailer. And that just happened... 10 days ago. So it's very fresh. It's not even on the website yet, but we were able to get it onto the pub, uh, podcast hosting platform. So we'll tell you about that a little bit later. Um, but building a website, um, doing a podcast, there's, there's a lot involved in it. Um, we're still figuring some things out. Um, so your contributions and ideas are welcome to help us get it going. Yeah, and back on the idea of two sides to the story, we, we've talked a little bit about we're just, we are just two sides to the story. Part of what we're looking for from the audience is what are the other sides? You know, tell us what, what you're thinking, share with, with us. We're really hoping, you know, who knows if we'll have success or not, but we're really hoping that people are going to come to us and say, well, here's what I think. Here's a book I liked. Here's a opening sentence that, that, that I liked. And then, um, you know, on the, on the two sides, you know, the, so what, so what are some of the differences? Now, first, Lori is a woman, and I'm not. True. <laughs> You're a little taller. Lori's young, and I'm not. Just younger. <laughs> Lori plans a lot more than I do. That's absolutely true. Uh, Lori looks like that, and I look like this. <laughs> Lori's very interesting, and I'm... There. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna stop no, there. I will stop you there. I'm going to stop before everybody says, well, what are you doing up there? Just get out of the way and let Laurie talk. I'll tell you the biggest difference and why the two perspectives. So actually, there are several, but this is the main one, is that reading and how we approach reading is very different. If you were to separate us into two simple categories, and it's more complicated than that, I tend to read for purpose. Ted tends to read for pleasure. The other big difference is the level of readers that we are. Everyone who knows Ted knows what kind of reader he is. I'm sure there are some that will watch the show or maybe even in the audience tonight that can compete with his level of readership. Um, I can't. I don't. I never will. I am one of those occasional readers. Um, I've got multiple books going at the same time. There are lots I don't finish. And that was probably one of our early interesting conversations was about, you don't finish a book, <laughs> you know? So it's just interesting to see those differences. And so what I really hope happens in the show is that we get people like Ted and we get people like Lori 
And um, I will say that my reading has been kicked up a notch um, by working with Ted, by doing this with Ted. So maybe it would inspire some others who either aren't reading or want to read more or maybe want to read different because I'm now enjoying pleasure reading again in a way that I wouldn't have without the discussions that Ted and I have had. And I know there are people in the room that read more than I, I do. Um, I read a lot compared to many people, but there are people who are you know, still way beyond me. Now I forgot I have some props that I can give you, you know, <laughs> that were being supported by the Carroll County Public Library. And I've got my Carroll County Public Library shirt here. And some of you might know about a thing called Battle of the Books, a thing elementary school and uh, middle school kids. Uh, very big in, in Carroll County. The very first, I emceed one of the events, and the very first time I did it, I was in the gymnasium at a local high school. And I remember talking to somebody saying, it, it feels like there's a, a big basketball game about to ha happen here. You know, it, was, it was that kind of excitement. But just this last year, we, there was, for the first time, an adult version of Battle of the Books. And we had a team, which is all here tonight. It's me and Laurie and Lynn Wheeler and Annette Danik over here from uh, Random House, Penguin Random House, and Chris Weinbrenner, Chris, Chris Weinbrenner who also works with, with Laurie and I. And we won the uh, initial battle of the books after hours called and we had shirts <laughs> anybody know that guy <laughs> looks familiar <laughs> this picture was not my idea that was Chris's idea and we were called team Ted which was also not my idea that was me but people liked this shirt and uh, Heather, one in the, audience the tonight. Uh, branch manager at the Finksburg Library, is wearing a Team Ted Yay! Shirt. Thank you. And we also have someone that was in a battle team with us here tonight. So not a sore loser at all. She was very nice and came over and, and played with us a little bit and talked about what happened. And um, no hard feelings. You can win next year. We might be doing other things. Uh, you ready to start talking about our website categories? I am. So if we want to skip the next slide, that's, um, well, not skip, if you want to go there for just a moment, that way everybody can take a quick look. We've already talked to them. Things happen a little out of order tonight. It was hard to tell when they'd be able to call it into us. We're just really glad it worked out that they could. So this is their website. This is a great little graphic of uh, their family on this trip. And I certainly understand that they told the kids to get out of the bus for this. But I would love to hear a little bit more about what the family dynamic of what they're doing right now. Um, and then, uh, so then we can go to the next slide. But we certainly encourage you to, to look to them. You know, on the children, when I interviewed them on the book, I had done some other looking into them, not just their book, but more about them. And I, I found a quote that I asked him about. I don't remember exactly what he said. But basically, he said, children are all psychopaths. <laughs> Okay, so um, this slide is just a, a quick glimpse of some of the things that we plan to talk about in the show and also on the website. So what you see up there um, is one of the categories represented. We'll talk about them as we go through them. And then the other picture really kind of applies to, to two categories. So the first one I'm going to mention is what we call shelf awareness. <clears throat> and that's not ours. We stole it. Malaprops Bookstore. Oh promote them since we took their name. Malaprops Bookstore, Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> We're going, maybe. <laughs> You've been. Yes. I have not. So shelf awareness is such a cool way to think of it. It's what type of reader are you? We've already talked a little bit about the differences between Ted and I. And just in my day job, one of the things that we do is, you know, what style are you? Roberta's smiling. She knows all about DISC. So what style of reader are you? It's fun to think about, and it may change the way you approach reading. So there will be blog articles, and there will be podcast episodes where we talk about type of reader. And we're going to talk about what we call book people. Um, Lynn Wheeler, Debbie Scheller, Annette Danik, 
and, and others. We're hoping to meet people that we don't know yet when we visit some other libraries and, and, and bookstores. But um, we want to try and connect with people who are in the book world and make this all happen for the, the rest of us who are looking to read are, are totally dependent on the book publishers and the booksellers and, and, and the librarians. You know, who are they and what, what do they have to say? So our next category is good book hunting. Um, it's one of my favorites, um, not only because of who named it for us, um, Lisa with the library. One of the names that we considered for the show was one she gave us, which was good book hunting. So obviously you know the reference. And if you think about what we're going to do, and this actually to give you kind of the backstory, when we talked about the ideas of doing this show, there was a period of time where we really thought about that this show is all about us visiting bookstores and libraries and how we select the books that we select. I really do think that could be a show. And of course, that was me and my travel bug. I wanted to go all over the place to, to do this. But we have day jobs um, and recording episodes as often as we would need to and traveling just seems like a bit much to take on. So instead of being the exclusive idea of the show, it's a part of the show. Um, Lisa gets credit for the name. And what we hope to do is visit some locally um, branches, um, Heather will come to you if you'll, if you'll have us, um, some local bookstores, and when we get a little time to expand that, uh, we'll go further outside of Carroll County to some other places. So not only are we going to these stores, um, we're also hoping to get some additional insight from the bookstore owners. So I'm hoping Deb will let us come talk to her um, about her shop and uh, Sykesville, and also about her story. You know, how did it come to be that you are a bookseller? And what types of things are you facing and dealing with and challenges? And then um, also the selection of the books. So when we go to the library branch or we go to a bookstore, the process we go through to pick the books is kind of interesting. So we will pick books for ourselves, and I think we'll pick books for each other, and it'll be a way to explore a little bit more about that type of reader. You know, and on um, Debbie Scheller's bookstore, Likely Story bookstore in, in Sykesville, when we get a chance to talk to her, you know, it's a pretty crazy story. She decided to get into the independent bookstore world at the time that it was all falling apart. You know, it, 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 she didn't do a good market study. <laughs> but we're, but we're going to hear how that ended up working. So another category called Wise Words. So this is not so much about books as it is words in books. And we're going to be looking at things like dedications, first sentences, last sentences, sometimes maybe just words that I like or a sentence that Lori said, oh, I, I, I like that. So the last one is beyond the book. And that one's a little bit harder to define, but it's everything that we haven't covered so far. So things such as connections between readers and writers. So I think that's something that's really interesting at the core of what Ted has done already with author interviews. Because in that case, he's the reader, talking to the writer. And just in the couple of episodes that I've caught of his interviews, he has this ability to ask questions that those authors haven't heard before. And so they look at him like, huh, I never thought about that. Or even hmm, well, I didn't intend that connection, but that's what happened. So that's just one area. So connections is something that matters to us and beyond the book. And what Lori was just talking about in the interviews is my, my favorite part of doing the interviews. Um, my approach to the interviews is to work real hard to find out what we can talk about. What is the author going to enjoy? What is the audience going to enjoy? But the thing that I like is when I ask one of those questions and I get that look, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. So another part of Beyond the Book is, like I said, anything that's not covered in the other sections. So we're already learning about some unsung heroes, you know, the people behind the scenes that make it happen. Maybe that inspired the book. So as we talk to writers to find out the people, the places, or the situations that may have helped the book happen, 
even the publishers who make it happen. So we have Annette Danik with us who works for Penguin Random House. So we're hoping she'll talk with us a little bit about the behind the scenes. Uh, maybe we can even get a tour. So again, we can't do that on a podcast episode and show you, but the website could have some pictures from the visit. So we're hoping to do some of those sorts of things to give you all areas of books. You know, talk about touring Penguin Random House. Some of you might not know this. Um, you know, the, the facility we have here in Westminster, they ship more than a million books a day out of that facility. That's, that's, it's almost impossible to imagine how that happens. So I think we've already given you a peek at some of our upcoming episodes, um, at least ones that we're hoping for, but there's one or two others that we'd like to mention to you tonight. Um, you want to talk about pa Patty Callahan? Yeah, we, I got a book as a gift, a book I was unaware of and an author I was unaware of that I really, really liked. It's called um, Once Upon a Wardrobe by Patty Callahan. And it was, I, I, I just liked it so, so much. And it's about a, a little boy who is on his way to dying. And his sister is going to Cambridge and University in, in England. And he, he wants to know, he read, this is happening in 1951, I think. He, he read A Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. And he wanted to know, is it real? And you know, she said, no, it's not real. But he's, he's insistent. How, I want to know the story. And C.S. Lewis is at Cambridge. And he wants her to go to him and find out about this, this book. And, and she does. And I won't say more because there's, there's so much more to the story. But it was just so good. And it, I read a lot of books that I, I never mentioned to, to Lori. But this one, I, I said. You put it in my hands yeah. and said, you're going to read this. Yeah, I wanted to, wanted to read it. And she, she liked it, too. I did. So I've been in contact with the author. And she's agreed conceptually to doing an interview. We just need to see if we can make the connection and, and make it actually happen. But it's one I'm really looking forward to if we, if we can pull it off. So reading this book broke a couple of my rules about reading, and I won't spoil it, but when we get to interview Patty, I'll explain that a little bit more. Because I don't want to give too much away about the book, and also I'll save some things about my reading style for another time. So on our next slide, um, we're basically opening it up to you. There's a microphone in the middle that's ready, if anybody would like um, to come up and ask us any questions. Um, and even if you don't have questions, uh, if you have suggestions, ideas, things that you'd like to see us do on the show or on the website that we haven't gone over yet, um, we'd love to hear from you. Anyone? Well, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first and last episode. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> you have one? Good. So here's a question for both of you. What is a book you remember being one of the first books you've ever fallen in love with? Mm. I'll go first. So I, it's the uh, Serendipity series of children's books, and I remember falling in love with it as a kid myself. Um, there are lots of them. Um, the first one I read, I believe, was the one titled Serendipity. So it's Stephen Cosgrove, and his writing style is just... Um, Magical, and the illustrator, Robin, Robin, come on, no, somebody Google it for me, um, oh, that's going to bother me, it's beautiful, like I, I'm not an artist, I can't draw, I wish I could draw, and I wish I could draw like her, um, and the nice thing about those books is at the end of the books, there was always a moral to the story, it was always a short read, it was usually, almost always, an animal character, or at least a fictional, fantastic kind of character that wouldn't be someone you'd, not a person, never a person, but there were, um, you know, good morals and, and good lessons to be learned through some of the things that came up in those books. I don't know if I have one that, I, at least not occurring to me right now, that I would say is the first book I fell in love with, but reading early on, uh, some of the first things I remember reading were uh, biographies of Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, the elementary school I went to, um, it was just a, a rectangle. And you walked in, to the left was grades one through three, to the right was grades four through six. And uh, I read the stuff in one through three, but I always found myself wandering over to the four through six part. And I, I think back to that now, and I wonder if the, the librarian 
didn't notice or knew what I was doing and said, that's okay, you know, let them go. Thank you for the question. Thank you. I knew it was Robin. I was close. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it was James, Robin James is the illustrator for the serendipity books. And I do believe there was a change in illustrators at some point. Um, I do remember the early and the style changed later on. There was a second series, but that's the original one that I remember. Long time listener, first time caller here. <laughs> oh, oh. So Ted has been known to take a book and find a nice spot in a pub and a nice pint mm -hmm. and read for several hours. Mm -hmm. Lori, are there any uh, haunts that you like to read at? So I think one of the major differences between us is when we read. Ted is a late night person. I am way asleep by the time he's putting the book in his hands. Um, I'm an early morning person, so I tend to read in the morning. Um, often it's in bed before I even put my feet on the floor. If I'm going to read on the weekend when it's not first thing, it's often in, um, I have a really comfortable spot in the house that I love um, to, to read. If I'm going to be outside um, my deck, I've got, you know, like a sunny spot where I can just kick my legs up and read. I don't tend to, you know, sit at a pub with a, with a book in hand. Uh, it's usually at home. Yeah, Lisa's description is, is on target. I say uh, a book and a beer. Book and beer. <laughs> Sharon, I bet you have a question. Not to put you on the spot or anything. So on your website, you have an area for donations, and you have the fill the bus people now. What else do you have in the future that you're thinking about getting donations for? Oh, my. We have a couple of ideas. Um, so, I mean, obviously, promoting literacy is an important thing to us. Um, but I want to say not just children's literacy, but it's also adult literacy. Um, we were at a, a function yesterday for the county, and someone approached me actually about that exact topic, had heard about the podcast and was asking, you know, what if, what if you're an adult who just has trouble reading? So um, we're not going to be the central hub of these events. I would love to do fundraisers all the time for things like this. I'd, I'd love to fill a book, a bus full of books. I don't know if we have time to do that or the resources, but that's another part of this uh, community that we hope to build is we would like to hear from the audience about things that they're doing in the community that maybe we can be part of, that we can help promote. Um, so I would say literacy, period. And then there's more. Oh, uh, little libraries. So um, anybody else sweet on little libraries? I, I think they're adorable. Um, I think they're a cool place to pick a book. They're a great place to leave a book. It just leaves a good feeling for you. And so um, one thing I'd like to do is have more like little libraries, and however we can make that happen. Um, I'm not a carpenter, I'm not building one, but maybe we know some people who, who can, um, folks in the audience who might be interested, and then we can all stock them. Um, so I'd like to see more of that happen. Again, it's about promoting literacy, it's just another way we could do it. How about you? And you know, the, the little free libraries are popping up all over the mm -hmm. place in Westminster. It seems like every time I think I know how many there are, there's another, another one. Uh, it's, Really, um, it's just it's just a nice thing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, um, we've talked about devoting some episodes, maybe even a, a year to. Yeah, what's the yeah the theme of the year? Uh, and by the way, there's a, a book at the library I've, I've taken out on loan uh, to borrow is the uh, the little book of libraries. There is a book, lots of pictures with some really unique ones all over the, the country. So um, I would encourage you to check that out and. Maybe we can work on that sooner rather than later. We've had lots of books out of the library on libraries and bookstores. Yes. Um, <laughs> stuff all over the world. There's some amazing libraries and bookstores. Yes. I think my, my favorite might be this this one in, in London. It's a, uh, it's a boat. The boat. It sits on a river. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a library. I mean, it's a, a bookstore, I mean. That's another one of those uh, books that we've read together. The list of that is growing of ones that we've both read. And I think, did I look at it first? And yes. then you, yeah. And then that's few times that it's gone the other direction where <laughs> I've influenced his reading. Debbie. Um, how about audio or ebooks? Have you read or listened to um, ebooks or audio? And it could be a good, you know, 
segment, mm. especially narrators, make a big difference in audiobooks too. That's a great idea. You know, I'm not a purist who says listening is not reading. Uh, I don't do it though. Uh, I, I had a period where I had, I have a six minute commute now, but there was a time when I had a longer yeah, commute. Sure. And I, I used to listen to, um, I think there were books on tape back, back then. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not, not against it, but it's not something I've, I've done much of. Similar for me, actually. There, there's a similarity instead of a difference. Um, when I commuted to work, I would listen to audiobooks, but it's been years since I've worked outside of Carroll County. So I haven't done that in a long time. And when I'm on the road, if it's an hour drive or something, um, e either listening to music right now or podcasts. So uh, that is uh, something that's, you know, you just switch gears a little bit. But I like that idea. I think that would be something for us to explore. And that's another about type of reader, right? Because are you the kind of person who needs it in your hand? Are you the type of person who would rather hear it? I think a narrator does make all the difference. Um, we could do a whole episode on books that are narrated by the author. I think that's a whole different way to approach it because you're hearing it from the way they intended it. Now, I do remember one recorded book specifically. Uh, it was Wuthering Heights. It was narrated by a woman. I don't remember her name now. But I remember just being really astounded at how good she was, not just at having different voices for different people, but for holding it together through, through a pretty long book. I agree. Yes, so we probably need to switch. And by the way, um, we do want your suggestions. Oh. oh, do you have a question, Richard? Go for it. We'll do the last one. Sure. Great. I, uh, my grandfather was a bibliophile ah. um, as a collector. Uh, had a bookstore on her 25th Street in Harlem. Neat. And uh, to the point where his landlord was always trying to be concerned about the weight load in his house of the number <laughs> of books. Um, but I was curious for you, what is, what is it that you can identify as giving you the joy and love of books and reading? Was it w something early in childhood development and then thinking about as a two-part question, this is an incredible space here at Exploration yeah. Commons uh, and is really inviting in terms of new ways to bring folks into libraries. And I'm wondering how do, we, how do we bring that into today's world in terms of trying to get the youth and young people involved in books as well. Thanks. Mm. Okay, so I'll start with my love of books. It definitely happened early on. Um, my mom introduced me to books when I was very young and I read a lot, a lot, a lot. And then um, flash forward to becoming a mother and um, reading those same books and new ones um, to mine. And um, it's just, um, if I had to pick a favorite genre, that is it. Uh, it is children's books. And um, I always probably have that as my, my number one. Uh, I don't remember not reading. Uh, you weren't allowed to read at the kitchen table in the morning, so I used to read cereal boxes. Uh, we had lots of books in my, in my house. Um, it, it's nothing I can remember happening. It just, it, it was just always, always there. It's changed over time. There was a time when I would get so wrapped up in a book that the world kind of disappeared. I was the oldest of four children. I remember my parents were next door Everybody, the other kids were asleep. They let, they had me stay up. Door was locked. Uh, and I was, I was reading, I was sitting in the living room, uh, 15 feet from the door, and they're pounding on the door, trying to get me to <laughs> recognize that they're there and to let, let them into the house. I guess they should have taken a key. Is what <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that last question. So, are we doing follow us or? You. You'll see on the next slide. Okay. <laughs> this is a thank you. So uh, we've already mentioned it, but we want to spend a little bit more time thanking the people who helped make this happen. When we first started talking about doing this, we really pictured us at CMC, but in their little booth. And the one picture that we have earlier was of that. It's very small. It would only fit the two of us. Um, it is soundproof, so it makes for a lot easier to make a good sound quality. But that's what we figured our first episode would be, what our first 15 episodes would be. And we'd hoped to figure out at some point how to get out of the studio and do it in a bookstore. 
we still haven't figured that part out. We'll get there. Um, but I think without the community media center, uh, we would not be here tonight. Without the library, we would definitely not be here tonight. We spend a lot of time right here in Exploration Commons. It's a wonderful space for those of you who are here tonight for the first time. Maybe you can take a look around before we end. And those of you who are not with us, I encourage you to check it out. Not only meeting space for something like what we're doing this evening, um, but there's a commercial kitchen and they have the fabricating machines for 3D image. It's, it's incredible. So um, without these three, it just wouldn't have happened. And we're very, very grateful to be able to sit here with friends in the audience instead of just the two of us in a tiny little space. Yeah, at the library, I want to mention one person in particular, our friend Lisa Picker. Um, Lori and I have talked a lot about this. After Lori, Lisa is the person I've talked the next most to, to this. She's heard a lot. Uh, she probably heard enough to say, is this thing going anywhere? Or is he just going to keep <laughs> talking about it? She offered uh, ideas, I mean, not just good book hunting, but she had lots of good ideas that mm -hmm. uh, helped us think through. Including the slideshow tonight. That wouldn't have happened without her. Yes. You know, giving us the idea. Actually, that might have been her and Richard both suggesting um, that we do that and then helping us put it together at the 11th hour so we could have something for you. And then I have a couple other people to thank. So in general, friends and family, um, but there are two special people that did extra to make this happen. Um, my son helped me make the website happen. I am not a techie. Um, it's very challenging for me. And the website would not have happened without his help. So I appreciate that very much. And then uh, my sister, a lot of the pictures on the website um, were taken by her. We did a bit of a photo shoot. My son helped with that as well. And Ted and I went to Finksburg Library and we had a bunch of pictures taken here, there, and everywhere to uh, stock the, the website with photos. We actually changed clothes partway through. We have casual clothes and formal we clothes. We did. I had way too many clothes. Yeah, she had the whole back of her car. It was, was bad. <laughs> I got picked on a lot. But it was, in my defense, a very hot day. And we weren't sure where all we were going. And Ted is, uh, everyone thinks he lives in a suit. And so I had to have dressy wear. And then we also wanted to go casual for some of them. And I'm glad we changed a couple of times because it was really hot. It was. It, it would have been, it would have been bad. And um, for my sister with the photography, um, over on the table there where we're going to do the book giveaway in a little bit are some of her cards. Um, shameless promotion. JDW Photography, she does a wonderful job, and there's some cards over there if you're interested. Oh yeah, on the book giveaway, if, if you haven't filled out your, your little slip, um, mm -hmm. yeah, do that, and we have six books we're going to be giving away shortly. Yeah, we're going to be doing that in just a few minutes, so raise your hand if you haven't already put it in there, so we'll make sure that we get it in before we do that drawing. And one more thank you. Uh, I had an idea, but I feel 100% sure that I would not be sitting here with this actually happening if I hadn't shared that idea with Lori. And there are two big things that, that she did. Uh, one was she took on the challenge of the technical side. Mm. She says she's not a tech techie, mm. but she, she dove in and put a lot of time into figuring out how to, how to do this. I, I would still be sitting there thinking about, okay, should I do this or not? And the other is, um, you know, when, when Lori gets into something, she gets all the way in. She dives in. And she dove in to, to this. And uh, having, with it having been my idea, after she dove in, it would have looked a little silly for me to just stand on the side of the pool. So I had to go in Dive with in. her. <laughs> Um, so I have, I have something here just as a thank you for Lori making this real. Am I opening it now? Yep. Is it ticking? Oh, all right. Well, I should have, now I wish I would have said this was, this is another one of my favorite book series. Does anybody know Little Miss and Mister? Okay. So it's just like the complete... Oh, this is awesome. 
All right, well, these they have these at the library. I'm not sure I'm sharing mine. They don't have them at the library. They do. Well, we're going to get them yep. at the library. I, I looked, I've looked. Okay, well, I've, I thought I saw them. There was a time where I was reading for the kids that they had these, so it's just maybe come off the shelf. I bet we can get them at a library or a bookstore. Um, so these are short little books. And that's another thing about my reading style is short and sweet's the way to go. I've got too many things going on. It's got to be a quick one. War and Peace never happening. So this is a great uh, kids book series. And uh, I would encourage you to check it out. Not just for kids. Thank you. Right, uh, we have, well, we, yes, and we have one more slide. Oh, yeah, a couple yeah. things to talk about as we wrap up tonight. Um, and look at us. We stayed almost to an hour. I'm pretty impressed. Um, we want to do the book giveaways. We're going to talk a little bit about them. And then the other thing is just um, to thank you for coming. We can't do this without you. This will be our only episode if we don't have people watching. It still might be our only and episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out how to do all of this without all the help of the crew in the back. That would be a limitation. And the website, too. So we, we'd love to see your interaction, your ideas. Um, send us things that we can make the show what you want it. And um, give us suggestions for topics and things that you would like to see. Okay, so we want to talk a little bit about the books. How do you want okay. to do that? Um, first book, The War That Saved My Life by uh, Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. This is a probably middle grade book. Uh, this is the book that I have recommended to more people than any other book in my, my life. Really good stuff. This will make you question, are people any good at all? It'll make you think people can be wonderful. Uh, it can make you cry, and it can make you. It can fill you with joy at some of the things that, that happen. So, um, do you want to talk about all of them, and then when we draw the names, people can pick the one they want? Or are we doing? Okay, I guess I'm going to talk about all of them. Well, I'm going to talk about some of them. Okay, but keep going. Keep going. Right. Uh, well, what do you, which one? Okay, you want to talk about Big Magic? I do want to talk about Big Magic. And I can talk about one of those two. You, you pick. Big Magic. Uh, it's one of my favorite books. It's a recent book for me within the last two years. That I found. Uh, did you find it? I did. Okay, fine. You get credit. He found it. So uh, it's all about creativity. And I'm a rather creative person. And I always have ideas. And it really appealed to me. One, her writing style is amazing. It's Elizabeth Gilbert. She did Eat, Pray, Love. Everybody probably knows the book and the movie. Okay, so I, I like this even more um, because it taps into the creative pieces for me. And her concept is amazing. It's about that it's out there for the taking. And you either grab it or you miss it, and it's going to find somebody else. So all these launch codes that I have and ideas that I come up with aren't really mine. They're just out there in the universe, and I'm listening. And I picked up a few. So it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Nancy Pearl and Jeff Schwager, The Writer's Library. I interviewed Nancy on, on this book. And this book is a book of interviews of writers talking about the books that played some part in their life, things that were important to them. We had, we had a, I thought, fascinating conversation about, about this. Um, one of the things I really liked was the, the books that came up repeatedly, people who had nothing to do with each other, but found the, the, the same books. All right, I'll take Rosie. So he gets credit for this one, too. He found it and suggested it to me. And this was probably around the time that we were talking about reading for pleasure versus reading for purpose. Because this is really just pleasure. There's, there's no, it's just fun. It's just entertaining. And there are several books. I don't know if you remember all the titles, but this is the first of right. yes. Rosie Project. Uh, or is it on here? We'll Rose, let you know. Rosie Effect. The Rosie Effect. And, 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 nope, I'm going to leave it hanging. There's another one. Yeah. So um, we'll put this in the show notes since we're not fully prepared tonight. So he suggested as, as just a fun read, and um, it's about relationships. And it's about this guy who has this idea of what he's looking for, and he has this list. And in a wife. Yes, in a wife. Um, literally what he, he wants, and he meets this girl. Her name is Rosie who meets none of them, I think. I mean, not anything like what he was looking for. Um, but, you know, of course they fall in love. So, a fun read. Romantic comedy sort of book. Soul of an Octopus by Cy Montgomery. This was one of our Battle of the Books. 
so books. good. This, this is nonfiction. Uh, it's about a woman exploring the idea of consciousness in octopuses. It, it, is there such a thing? And again, without giving away a, a lot, she experiences things with octopuses and says, well, how could that happen if there isn't something going on in there? Uh, and just in case you care, I keep saying octopuses. Some people say octopi. Nope. But I found out in here, octopi is trying to apply a Greek um, ending to a uh, Roman or Latin word. So it's wrong. <laughs> Got it. Uh, but um, both of us would, would now like to meet an octopus. <laughs> and that never would have occurred to me, I don't think, before reading this. Mm -hmm. And last one. So this isn't a book book, but it's along the lines of what we were saying about the type of reader and self-awareness. It's a journal for book lovers. So we did this a little bit together. You filled out a lot more than, than I have. It wasn't this one, but it was a reading journal. So just the idea of this, um, whether you're an avid reader or someone who's an occasional reader, you're wanting to look at more books or learn your style. It's just a great exercise. It's a bit of a workbook to help you uh, expand your reading. That's all of them. So, do you have more to say? Okay. Won't you oh, thank you. Okay, so I'll pick the names. You can read the names. And uh, then Lisa will make sure you get your book. Just whisper in her ear which one you want. Our first winner is Andrea Kehoe. Andrea, let us know which book you'd like. What'd okay. she go for? You sold her on it. Yeah, and Simon Montgomery has written a number of other books about different animals. Another one I've read, I didn't realize I'd read it before this for a while, it was on hummingbirds, also very interesting. Ha! This is not planned, I promise. This is my aunt. <laughs> Denise Fisher. <laughs> I promise I'm not peeking, but I'm glad you got a book. Which book? The War that Saved My Life. You sold her on that the, too. The no, book I've recommended books. more than any other book. <laughs> now, I'm probably going to hear Lori say, my aunt read it and she didn't think it was so good. She didn't like it. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Hirsch, who I met at a bar and then re-met tonight. Ah. <laughs> uh, Are you a book and a beer kind of person? Okay. <laughs> the journal. Or the, oh, the writer's library, Nancy Pearl. We didn't talk about Nancy. We yeah, Nancy Pearl, another book person. Mm -hmm. uh, I interviewed her, and I'm hoping that we can contact her again. She actually sent me a very nice note after the interview, said, I hope our paths cross again. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, remember, you, you said this. <laughs> you kept the note, right? I did. There you go. Patty Sunberg. So you've not read it? No. Okay. All right. Two more. This has to be a mistake. It says Chris Weinbrenner. <laughs> Some of my favorite people are getting books tonight. So we still have Big Magic and we have the book journal. Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. Our last winner is Lynn George. Yay! Well, guess what? You don't get to pick. <laughs> do you do a journal now? Alrighty then, this is a win, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they geez. did okay back there. Three out of six, five people. It's like the bingo table where they, you know how that happens. If you win, your whole table's gonna win. Everybody else can go get a donut. So, thank you all so much for coming to do this. It wouldn't have been nearly as much fun Agreed. with only Lisa and Richard sitting in the, in the room. Nothing against Lisa yeah. and Richard. And we, we really hope that uh, you will be listening in, but even more than that, that you will be contacting us with your thoughts about 
things we're putting out there, whether it's commenting on something we wrote or telling us something you wish we would do or, you know, uh, looking at a podcast and say, well, why don't you do this one? Yes, I can't say anything more or different than that. We're so appreciative for you being here. We're really looking forward to it. It's a lot more fun with you than without you. Um, so we hope to hear from you. And thank you for coming. And we didn't talk about telling us, did we? Oh, yeah. So plug for all the ways that you can follow us, uh, get in touch with us, um, watch our episodes, go to the website. And um, the other one's not on here is uh, Google. I finally got Google Play. So those are the three places that you can go find us. I will say it can be a little hard to find us. We're not the only ones who are called two sides to the story. So if you put in the name and you put in Ted or Lori, you'll get us. And we have the website name up there and we yeah. have the email up there. Yeah. Um, you need to get the numeral two yes. <laughs> in, the, in the middle there to, to get it right. Also wasn't available, so we had to be a little creative. And we know that's not correct in how we did it, Chris. But it looks good. But it looks good. It looks balanced. All right, so I think we're a bit over our time, but thank you all thank again you for, for coming. coming and sticking around with us.